Welcome to Let's Get Connected, a podcast from York School District 1. I'm your host, LaToya Dixon. On today's episode, we welcome Superintendent Kelly Cox, along with Principals Jane Wallace and Rebecca Dover. Take a listen to learn more about what's happening in the York School District. Ms. Cox, we're glad to have you on today's podcast. Talk to us a little bit about how the school year has started. It's actually been a very smooth start of the school year. You know, we did our modified calendar this year, so we actually started before most of the districts around us. Our teachers returned on July the 31st, and our students returned the next week. And I think the beginning of the school year might have snuck up on us a little bit, but everyone hit the ground running, and it's been an extremely positive start. Thinking of the modified calendar, you know, lots of folks uh, are around our state are either implementing a modified calendar or exploring such. What do you believe to be the benefits of, of this kind of calendar? Oh, I clearly think one of the one of the benefits that we're hoping to realize is a a, a, trying to choose my word carefully here, but support for our teachers. This was an idea that it was actually generated in our teacher forum. That's our advisory group of teachers. It's our teachers of the year for the last several years serve on this committee. Uh, And they had this idea as a way to provide teachers and students and families a break in that long fall stretch and as well as a break in the spring. Um, As you know, summer is normally eight weeks. Now it's going to be six weeks long, and those two weeks we've put one in October and one in February. So we're really hoping that it provides a bit of a feel of year-round school, reduces the summer slide a bit, but more importantly gives folks a periodic break just to recenter themselves and come back refreshed. Great. Uh, You know, one of the things I love the most about being an educator is how we kick off the beginning of a school year. Um, It's always fun, lots of cheering, the excitement, the energy is just amazing to me uh, at the beginning of a school year. I know there was a story on CN2 about our convocation, and at that convocation, you talked a bit about um, your theme for the year, building your legacy the York way. Tell us a little bit about how you determined that theme and sort of what that means for our district. Certainly. Um, So yes, I would have to echo the beginning of the year is phenomenal. Um, This year we did a convocation celebration uh, and I would say that it probably topped the charts of all the ones that we have done. All of the schools were um, participating and it was a pep rally celebratory event. And at that time, I launched our theme of Legacy Builders, the York Way. You know, a a legacy is something that is passed on from one generation to the next, from over time. And it comes from your character, your reputation, and the life you lead. It's setting an example for others to guide their future. Our vision here in York School District 1 is to learn, serve, and give as one. And if you really think about that, that's what we're doing. We're all building legacies for tomorrow. Our teachers, our custodians, our bus drivers, cafeteria workers, school administrators, district administrators, we're all here with the same purpose, to equip our students for whatever it is they wanna do in life. You know, I, I think a lot about 
um, other districts and headlines that you see in the news and some of the dissension that's going on. You know, when school boards or administration get sideways with each other or, or families in the district get sideways. And I'm really thankful that we don't have that here in York One, that we're pretty clear on the fact that we're all working for the same common goal to help our students find that intersection, that sweet spot between their talent and their interest. And if you boil that down to the bottom core, that's building a legacy. Well, thank you so much for that. I think you're exactly right. You know, when we can find common ground and unify in our purpose, then the work we do for children is, is obviously uh, much more solid and, and we're obviously able to make an incredible difference. What are you most excited about for this school year? Are there any particular things that just you really want to point out to our listeners that you'd like them to be aware of? Sure. Um, so we've got a couple of big projects that we're excited about. Um, as, as some of you may recall, last year we learned that we have been approved as a competency-based instruction district. Uh, we're actually only one of two districts in the state that have that distinction. And under that, that umbrella, we're doing a joint project between our Career Technology Center that includes the marketing class, the engineering class, the building construction class, a lot of our groups over there, as well as our Early Childhood Parenting Partnership Center where we serve children birth to three. Those entities, those groups, those students are coming together and we're taking one of our old activity buses and we are converting it into a mobile early childhood classroom. Uh, when all is said and done, it will be able to take it out to the streets, go to the communities and visit um, families and neighborhoods that perhaps haven't been able to get their children to school. There was not enough space or their child's too young, but we can begin building those foundational skills in children on the road, so to speak. That's exciting. You know, I got to be a part of the uh, one of the building construction classes working on pressure washing and stripping and removing the interior of the bus. And I have to say, our students seem uh, wholly engaged in that process. And it's really neat to know that they're part of something that's going to be meaningful to our community. And like you said earlier in our conversation, building a legacy, right? That's right. That's the epitome of that. Um, if there is uh, if there are listeners out there who want to be more involved with the school district or want to know how they can help or be a part, what, what information would you share with them? Oh, just reach out. So our motto here in this district is connected in one, as one, and we know that it takes everyone working on the same sheet of music. Uh, we have a volunteer program. We are always looking for substitutes, and honestly, we're looking for mentors and leaders. So if you have a heart for students, a heart for young people, and you want to be a part of the work we're doing, give us a call. We'd love to work with you. We'd love to have you share with us as we are legacy builders. You know, one of the things about, about being a legacy builder that I really want to point out, when, when you say that term, some people immediately go to end of life. Mm. And you think about how a person has been at the end of their life. You don't build your legacy at the end of your life. You build your legacy a little bit every day in the decisions that you make and even the mistakes that you make how you overcome those mistakes and have a fresh start and the example that you're providing. Um, I really think about our teachers with that because we have teachers that are dedicated to the betterment of our students. We have folks that have been here for a very long time. This is their home and they grew up here. And we have new folks that have joined our York One family. 
um, together we are all embracing the change that's needed to provide our kids with the experiences that they need. That can be a bumpy road sometimes because sometimes folks are uncomfortable with change. But we're growing through that and we're really excited about the potential and the impact that we can have on our young people. You know, we always say that our goal for our students is readiness and it's ready for whatever they choose in the world they're going to enter, not the world I entered in 1995 when I graduated from high school. And sometimes I think it can be difficult to draw the distinction between our personal experience and the experience we know we have to provide for our children. It's so easy for us to associate school in the manner that we experienced it. When you you said you graduated in 95, I'm a little bit older than that. I graduated in 87. And when I talk to my peers, they immediately have an image of straight rows and lecture. And that just doesn't work with our students anymore. And, And that's a learning curve. You know, we're having to help some of our teachers embrace that change. But we're also having to help some of our family, some of our parents, because they think of school the way it was when they attended. Just doesn't really work with our students anymore. Um, when you have a, when you have access to technology and you can Google and you can fact check immediately, rote memorization does not become as important is no longer as important as it used to be. It's a deeper understanding. It's how to apply that knowledge, how to get along with people, how to be a team player, how to the soft skills that our business and industries are looking for. Yeah, I read somewhere that one of the most important skills now for students that we're serving is learning how to learn. Absolutely. And so uh, if we're working on that, and, and you know, we talk a lot about the whole child, then we embrace that philosophy because we want students to be ready not for what we faced, but for what they'll face when they leave our system. Absolutely. I was at a a seminar the other day and I heard someone say that the jobs that these students will go into when they graduate probably haven't even been created yet. Wow. So we can't prepare them for that job. We have to teach them to learn how to learn, how to build their own resources, their own self-regulation. We're going to take a break here shortly, but in our next segment, we're going to hear from two principals whose schools will be featured at our school board meetings in the September and October meeting for the school spotlights. Uh, Miss Jane Wallace, principal of Hunter Street, and Miss Rebecca Dober, Dover, principal at Hickory Grove Sharon Elementary. If folks want to come attend the board meeting, uh, when does the board meeting take place, and, and where do they? What do they need to know about coming to attend? Absolutely, our board meetings are every second Tuesday of the month. Um, They begin with an executive session, but the open session starts at 6.30. So if you'd like to come and participate or visit our board meetings, second Tuesday of the month, 6.30 p.m. here at the York School District office. That's 1475 East Liberty Street. And if you're interested but unable to make it, we record our meetings and they're posted on our website the next day. We'd love our community to be more actively participating in the decision-making process of our district. Um, I, I will tell you that we have an excellent excellent school board. Uh, We have seven school board members who are dedicated to the students and to the district and really do strive to make decisions that are in the best interest of our students, teachers, and district. Um, So I'm very thankful for that. That's not common. That, that, That is unusual in a lot of districts in this day and age. I'd echo that sentiment. So we want to thank the board for volunteering their time. And Ms. Cox, I want to thank you for volunteering your time today and taking time out of your busy busy schedule to be on the first episode of Let's Get Connected, a podcast by York School District 1.
today's Community Connection segment, we'd like to welcome Elizabeth Owen, member of the York School District 1 Education Foundation. Elizabeth, can you tell our audience a little more about the foundation and its any of its current projects? The York School District 1 Education Foundation was created to uh, partner with the school district and provide assistance where possible, oftentimes financial assistance, uh, creating the opportunity for teacher grants um, so that we can help our teachers um, help educate students and provide them with things that they need for their classrooms and projects that they might not have otherwise been able to do, uh, but for, for the foundation's help. Great. So if folks want to give to, to the foundation and donate, uh, how do they get in contact with the foundation or with you? Well, our, they can go to the website, which is ysd1foundation.org, and we have, conveniently have a donate button right on the website. Um, or you could just Google us, York School District 1 Education Foundation, and we come right up. Uh, you'll see our Marigold brand uh, and part of our logo, and you'll know that that's us. Awesome. You can learn more about the foundation and its efforts, or even provide a donation by visiting ysd1foundation.org. Welcome our listeners to the School Spotlight segment of our podcast. We have with us Jane Wallace, principal of Hunter Street. Jane, how's it going at Hunter Street? How's the start of the year been? Oh, it's been fabulous. I always look forward to the first day of school with all the smiles for them to come in and show me new shoes, new clothes, how many teeth I've lost, and some fun things that we've done across the summer. Um, We've been in the classrooms and the excitement is throughout the building just always good to get started. It's always exciting for me because when I walk in the door I see Husky and he's one of the few dogs that I'm willing to pick. <laughs> We've worked hard on that. <laughs> I know your school will be featured at the upcoming board meeting um, and the school spotlight segment. Talk mm-hmm. to us a little bit about what you are planning to highlight that you're focusing on at Hunter Street this year. All right, so we have chosen to focus on collaboration. Um, across the district, we've been working on our student-centered learning um, practices within the classroom. And I have watched over the last few years um, the collaboration grow across our grade level teams. They are, are more focused and more purposeful. And I thought, you know, What a great way to marry those student-centered learning practices because one of those is collaboration with children. And with some purposeful work, I think the collaboration with the adults can also increase. So that's why we chose that. And um, we've worked hard with getting together and talking about things. Now I want to put some purpose to that discussion. Um, One of my instructional assistants put it so well when we were talking about it. She said that collaboration to her was when you get together with a specific purpose and goal in mind. I just told her to drop the mic. That was it right there. So we are going to work on making our conversations purposeful, having a goal in mind and an action plan when we come out of our planning sessions. That's exciting, and I really like the way you talk about how that is an important practice for teachers, um, but also for students, learning how to work together Mm -hmm. and collaborate around uh, a purpose Mm -hmm. and problem solve. Uh, Many of our teachers are already thinking through 
how to to teach children to collaborate. I've had several that have taken off with, okay, I know my kids just have trouble getting along, so they work on that. Or one group has worked on just working together as a unit, and they've had discussions on what happens if one person within the group doesn't carry the weight or do their part. Um, even one teacher took it as far as to, okay, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, remove the child from the group, task completed then they talk about okay what was missing from your group because there was a person missing out so i think there's been some valuable lessons with that awesome we know from the profile of the south carolina graduate that that's a life skill mm -hmm. that's a being ready when we graduate uh, skill that we want all of our children to have my last question for you miss wallace is how can parents get involved at hunter street all right, there's several ways. One that we would love to, to have is more parents involved in our PTA. We have a, a, a governing board, whatever you want to call it, the PTO board, who is very active and very willing. They want to do for our students and our teachers. We just need more parents involved. So that's one way is to join our PTO. Another way is to contact, uh, contact your child's teacher or me at the office and just ask what ways can you help us. We're always after people to come read to or with children or just to give them a lunch buddy, somebody to talk to. All of those opportunities are there. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And as you would say, keep doing great work the Husky way. way. <laughs>
breakfast with in partnership with the Parenting Partnership Center. Tell me what exactly what is that? So our Jessica Elliott does a phenomenal job with working out with our young families and providing them resources that they need to really support those parenting, uh, parenting tips and tricks. So what we did is on the last day of our first week of school, when all of our children are back in the building, those parents could come to the cafeteria and then we provided them a light breakfast and snacks and then a baggie of goodies to help them work with their children at home. So it had um, some specific uh, parenting tips and tricks. It had some books and the kissing hand was in there because that was the book we used as a highlight to teach parents how to read with their children um like reading from left to right and talking about picture cues and predictions um so it was just really a great event awesome i'm thinking the boohoo yahoo theme is maybe some folks were boohooing crying and some might have been yahooing i don't know I don't know, but they were happy to be there. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit more about uh, what your focus is going to be this year as a school. I know your school will be featured at the October board meeting in the school spotlight section. What are some of the things you plan to talk about in that spotlight? Our school theme this year is trekking to success. So a trek is a journey. And our journey school year is strengthening our mathematics instruction at all levels by empowering our teachers with the tools to design instructional plans to guide students in becoming critical thinkers and problem solvers. Um, So built in that, we want our teachers to analyze pre and post common assessment data uh, to develop their personalized learning pathways. Tell me a little bit more about what you mean when you say developing personalized learning pathways. Is that, does that mean that uh, if I'm in third grade, I'm working on the exact same uh, problems in math as the person right next to me? Or, or does that mean something different? Not necessarily. So what we're doing with our pre-assessment data is to identify and determine the skills that the child has mastered and then determine what they still need to develop. So depending on what that baseline of knowledge is, we'll take that assessment data and then we'll design their direction of math instruction. So what their pathway is um, may be similar to a friend beside them or it may be very different. Oh, that's awesome. So that's a great way for us to make sure each student is getting exactly what he or she needs. Absolutely. So one other thing that we would like to highlight too is that we have not only have our personalized pathways and then our student-centered learning in our classrooms, but we've also created a lab in our building to provide extension and enrichment through our new STEM lab. And that will also support the additional critical thinking through some uh, fun activities that are aligned to the standards within the grade levels. That's awesome. Uh, Sounds like you've got a lot of plans for a lot of deep work to improve the rigor on the collaboration and uh, problem solving skills of students and uh, that your teachers are working uh, together very well uh, to look at assessments to make sure they're rigorous enough to get students uh, help students be successful Uh, that's exciting work you know often hear parents say i'd love to be more involved i want to know how i can come to school and help If, if parents are out there listening and they want to know how they can be more involved at hickory grove sharon elementary what would you tell them Oh, we absolutely welcome volunteers at Hickory Grove Sharon Elementary. There are numerous opportunities for involvement in our building and behind the scenes. 
opportunities include service in our PTO, our School Improvement Council, as well as volunteering to become maybe a student mentor, a reading buddy, or just assisting with organizational tasks. Um, organizational tasks could be maybe maybe helping with uh, making copies, putting booklets together, supporting a bulletin board, or maybe taking some things home to make and then send back. Um, other outreach opportunities that we have are through larger events like our Fall for Reading, our Bobcat Fun Run, Career Day, Field Day, and the list just goes on. So we welcome anybody that would love to come and we can put you to work. Thank you so much. Uh, listeners, you heard it right here. You're welcome to come and she'll put you to work. And in true Hickory Grove, Sharon Elmery fashion, Miss Dover, I want to thank you for being on today's podcast. And go Bobcats! Go Bobcats! Thanks, everyone, for listening to Let's Get Connected, a podcast from York School District 1. For more information on our district, please visit our website at york.k12.sc.us and be sure to follow our social media channels at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, now known as X. You can scroll down on the website to the district headline section and find out all the latest news and happenings in York School District 1. Go Cougars!